Our guest today on the Tech Sales Insight Podcast is Peter Cork, GM of the Global Enterprise East at Hewlett Packard Enterprises, HPE. Randy, this is a place where you most recently called home. What can you tell us about Peter? Uh, Peter Peter's great. Uh, we've actually known each other since our uh, uh, college days at Boston College back, back in the 80s. And a uh, fun fact that people may not know, but he actually ran his family tire business for a long time. So you talk about uh, you know, tech sales being hard. I don't, I don't think there's anything harder than probably running a, a tire business. And then he was able to uh, make a pretty fast switch out of the tire business into technology sales and really excelled everywhere where he was. Uh, we actually worked uh, together at HP and I got to see firsthand how fantastic he does with his relationships with uh, customers and partners and has been uh, really vital to HP's success on Wall Street and a lot of the uh, global accounts at the uh, CIO level. And I know from talking to several people on his teams that he does a uh, impressive job really coaching and developing his team as well. My background initially started in the software business back in, it's been about, I guess about 30 years ago. It's amazing how quickly time flies by. But you know, I started in the field as a rep I was quickly promoted into a management position because I was in a fast-growing company. And I was in the software business up until about, oh, about 10 years ago when I joined HPE. And at HPE, you know, I've grown from a district manager up through running sales for the U.S. And then now recently running global sales in the East, which you know, I've got responsibility here in the U.S. as well as across the globe. COVID just threw a, a massive wrinkle into the way we were running our business, right? Things were going along really well, and then we hit a big brick wall. And we ran into issues from, you know, supply chain issues, from people being out, things got really complicated. And, you know, we had to implement some BCP plans to, to really get things back on track. And what we did very, very well is we were able across the globe to mobilize our different teams into a response that really met the issues that we were running into, logistic issues, issues with you know supply chain and where parts were. And we responded to a very difficult situation pretty quickly over you know, a couple of months. And we've got ourselves in a really good position this year as COVID starts to get worse again across the globe. We feel we're really well positioned that, you know, we're, we're going to meet our customers' needs this year, really without a bump in the road. Prior to this, I would spend, prior to COVID, initial COVID, I would spend close to 75% of my time on the road. And it's still super important, right, to be in, on the road and in front of customers. And I certainly miss that. And I'm looking forward to that coming back. But in reflecting back on it, we could certainly be more efficient in the way that we were doing it. And I think our customers will be more open to having the meetings online versus one-on-one. So I think you'll see us be able to do more and do more of it from home. So there's a couple of things. One, it helps you personally, right? It's better off being home than being in a hotel. It helps you from a customer, from an internal perspective because it costs you less money to do that. I actually think will put us in a way, put us in a better position to scale our business quicker. And we've also learned how to deal with adversity much better. And our customers are more open to it, right? And we've seen a lot of good 
honest conversations open up because of COVID, because we're all dealing with the same problem. No one has all the answers here. So I would say reduce travel, less expense. I think the ability to fix problems quicker because we all can jump on a line together. And I think we can offer better services to our customers ultimately. Close to 75% of our business today goes through the channel, right? And the channel is super important to us. The partners, the only thing where I would say the shift is taking place are the partners that are making the shift along with us, right? Because you still have to do the same things you had to do before. You just end up having to do it remotely. And I think you see the partners that manage their business the best are the ones that are making this transition the best. The ones that were struggling, right? Going through their own digital transformation, just like we at HBE are going through it and our customers. But the ones that were struggling and hadn't put the systems in place to digitally transform, you are seeing some of those folks, unfortunately, fall behind. And you are seeing the ones that were positioned well to handle change are actually accelerating their transformation and things are just moving along quicker. So I think that's, a, that's about the biggest change I've seen. I'd say number one, but make some superstars, is they're all willing to take risks. They're willing to put themselves in positions that not necessarily comfortable, but number one, but the top reps always put the customer first. They think about the customer. So they're an advocate for the customer internally and their ability to go out and muster resources to help the customer meet their goals. You see all the top reps do it. Now, the ones that really excel both with the customer and internally are the ones that know how to manage that between what the customer is asking for and what the company can deliver. And honesty is another big thing. Building personal relationships. They just, they, they have the ability to sit down with a customer, build that relationship, build the trust, and then they build off that trust. And again, they're also learning all the time. They're willing to take responsibility when they make a mistake. You know, all the things, David, you just need to really have in life to be a good person. And they build those solid relationships with customers and they believe them. And then they deliver and they do what they say they're gonna do. A manager's job is to remove obstacles for your reps in the field to sell more, to spend time in front of customers and to learn what the customers are trying to do. So if you have internal issues, if you're a good manager, you look at your reps and everybody's a little bit different because you want a diverse team, right? You may have somebody who's really good at forecasting and can nail their number. You may have someone on the team who isn't as good at that or can't close. And you, you just, you have to build a team and then align the rep with the right customer. And then as a, a manager, help them through the process, right? And hold them accountable, right? Hold them accountable when they make a mistake, right? Hold them accountable to learning from that mistake and growing. And truly as a good manager, you wanna be a mentor as well, right? And help, you just need to be that beacon that helps them stay focused on what the goal may be for whatever particular quarter you might be in, you know, across a diverse, I guess, pause, stop there. There's multiple things you learn on, right? So there's you personally. So it makes you take stock in what you think is important in life, right? Me being home 
over this pandemic has really been a really good time. It's been good for me to be home. I love being, I've always loved coming home, right? So personally, you just reflect back on, hey, what are the things I, I feel are really important? And gave some time for me to really set my goals and reevaluate my goals. So learning about yourself is super important because you got to feel good about who you are so you can really go forward with who you really want to be or project yourself out into the marketplace, right? Or in, you know, into business. Secondly, it gave me a chance to learn from reading, right? I love to read and be smart about, you know, I typically like to read a business book and then I like to read a personal book, right? Clears your mind. And then a chance to look at certain platforms online on, you know, digitally what's available for, from a technical perspective. One thing that HPE does have is we have a treasure trove of material that's available but both covers the market and product and services from a training's perspective. I would say there's, there's two over the last 10 years that I use on a regular basis, and I would say Dan is one of them. Guiding principles around that are lasting, or, or one, it's around, it's around personal accountability. Right. So when you're in sales, there's certain things that we do in sales that are, are a bit of an exact science, which are we know how we have to forecast. We know how to manage a business, right? The metrics internally. We understand how to inspect and build plans. And then you have the art side of things, which is, you know, bridging that gap between the numbers and the customers. But one thing I learned from Dan was you know, when you make a commitment, you got to follow through in that commitment. And he was adamant to a fault, right? Meaning when he committed, he was going to bring in a certain number. He would do anything in his power to get there, even when it was beyond his power. And nine times out of 10, he would hit that goal. The other person who was really helpful to me, and I've been very lucky as, you know, as I've worked here at HPE, was Meg Whitman. So I had a chance, it was really the first time in my career that I really had a chance to work directly with the CEO on a regular basis on trying to transform and change. And at the time, we were the largest technology company in the world. So, but one of the things I had in working closely with Meg was that the ability around personal accountability, doing what you say you're gonna do. And if you ran into an issue, you just have to, you have to ask for help, right? You have to be willing to ask for help. You just gotta be careful that you don't ask too much, right? To have the value in who you are. What I found was the ability to go have conversations and meet with anybody in the world. You could have a meeting with Jamie Dimon one week and you know you had the chance to walk in with some senior executives that, and she was really helpful with me on how to sell to senior executives and what they were trying to do. So what we did is we did what was called the one state model. She gave me a state to work with and said, hey, you own the entire ecosystem, including federal sales. So I had a really unique situation where I could build a team from the ground up and I owned all those individual BUs. And what she was looking for, what she was trying to figure out was, where are the problems? Why aren't these business units working well together? And we went through, we had a team, we documented all the issues that were having, excuse me, that were happening across BU organizations. And we were able to come up with ways to fix a lot of the problems. Certainly, we didn't tackle all the issues, but we were able to streamline a lot of the problems we were having around doing cross BU deals, which our competition was doing really well. 
And I remember Dan making a comment to me. He said, hey, how do you like being someone that's transforming and changing the largest technology company in the world? And I thought, you know, this is pretty cool. Not many people are running a business of this size. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, when you get hired, what value do you have to the company? Really, your value that you have is you have a, you know, you have the ability to present yourself well, you speak well, you've got good oral and written skills, you have all that. But what's the true value? You need to number one, show up and be there. Number two, you got to be willing to, you know, again to put the time in. But you know, number two, you also need to be a little bit patient, right? Talk about the millennials or Gen Zers or wherever you are. You know, they. I had a, a funny story. A friend of mine at, at State Street had said. Someone kept coming in and asking him, it was a person who'd been working there for about a year or so, saying, hey, when, when do I get to the point where I'm going to start you know, doing really well and making the money? His response back, this was an SVP there. He said, why don't you wait about 30 years? So number one, put the time in, be a bit patient. And then you know, I guess on the third one would be, you know, be your true self. So meaning being your true self is the person who you are so you come across as being genuine. And then the whole concept of continuing like you did while you were in college and while you were learning, keep that energy going, right? Just show people that you care and that um, you're really interested in what they're doing and learning. And you'll be surprised how quickly the years go by and how quickly your career can grow. Because those are things that are innate to you that will help differentiate who you are in the marketplace. technology business really hasn't changed as much as everyone says it's changed. And what do I mean by that? So I had said earlier on in our conversation, the beauty of this business is it's constantly changing. So you need to be comfortable with that change. You got to be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? And what I mean by that is the problems that we're solving today with the cloud, let's say you're, you're a traditional environment and you're moving your business, you're going through digital transformation. You're an old, you have a lot of older legacy type you know, gear, you're trying to move to the cloud, or you could be a net new SaaS startup software company that's growing their business. The fundamental concepts that we dealt with back when I started at CA, when we were selling in the mainframe environments, are still the same problems today. It's just the compute and the data has moved around. They're in different places and it scales massively, right? So the huge difference there. So if I look forward to where I see things are going, is these problems are gonna continue, they're gonna be the same issues, they just morph themselves into different areas that need to be fixed. And every time they morph, they create opportunities. So I think this business is gonna to continue to have as many opportunities, if not more, because things are becoming more digital and the market's becoming so much bigger, but it's still conceptually the same problems we've always been dealing with that we've always had to deal with in the past. 